This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our fifth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. I'm um, Richard Woodward, you are tuned into the flagship show, available every week on video and audio for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, so make your Monday a Blue Monday. And joining me on this week's show, Pod Stalwart David Diamond and ITFC Academy aficionado Joe Fares. Dave, welcome back to the pod, how are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah, had a lovely yeah. Sunday by the sound of it. Yeah, I've had a lovely Sunday. I already did some podding already with Stat. We did a, we actually released a hit, well, recorded a history pod this morning. All oh, good stuff on stuff. there. Some old, some new, mostly old, I've got to say. But um, And uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching the cricket this afternoon as well. It was an awful day here, so not much to do today. So I uh, got away with watching most of that unbelievable T20 game this afternoon. Of course, I forgot I since, since Tuesday, we're now a, yeah unofficial T20 pod, aren't we? So, was that, a, was that a win for England, was it, in the it T20? It was incredible. They chased down 223 in 20 overs. Ridiculous. Yeah, the, I mean, it's South Africa, so obviously at altitude, so the ball tends to fly further, and it certainly did, mostly out of the ground. There you was go. It, wasn't Joe. that many years ago that 223 would have been a score in a 50-over game? That would <laughs> yeah, have been like par for the course, well, yeah. almost. Yeah, a little, yeah, just about. Uh, yeah, for incredible. anyone who's who's listening, who's not into their cricket, I'm I'm not a big cricket fan, but I'll watch it. I'll do an Alan Partridge kind of shrug of that conversation. Um, Joe, Craig, Craig loves well, his cricket. I mean, he Craig does. Yeah, does. me, me, seven, Ben, probably. We'll have a Cricket's golf chat later. Over on. is coming to the pod. Exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely, Joe. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm, no, we need to I've remark on your down. outfit, by the way, in a second. I've been laid down with flu for like Thursday and Friday, and oh, so still still struggling with a sore throat. So. Powering through though, we're glad to have you. If I disappear, it's because I've put my cough sensor on while I'm hacking my guts <laughs> up over here. Do you want to tell us um, why you're wearing that that beautiful shirt though? That, that classic yeah. ninety nine, so two thousand, or two thousand one shirt. It's our last promotion shirt, isn't it? So we need to. Have all the good spirits for the 20-year anniversary of our promotion to get it again. And 
I, I commented yesterday how our shape moving between four four two and five three two was like a burly team at its best. Oh, high praise indeed. And it's got. I'm Ooh. trying to make you kind of do a, ter- a a twelve for us, Joe. But you got a squad number in the back. Of it, isn't it? Oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's up. Oh, there it is. There it is. Slightly out of shot. The but... the best striker of the burly era. Yeah. Oh, that is controversial yeah, I, I, stuff. Sort of that is controversial stuff. I agree with you there. He um he would have had a hat fall yesterday. I was going to say, but... yeah, you'd have banked in cool. getting a hat trick out of um, all the chances that we created yesterday. <laughs> More on mind. that later. Talking of um, teams who got chances today, um, <laughs> that's a that's a segue for um, disappointing news from ICFC's women's team who went out um, as expected, I guess. Um, to Manchester City, professional team full of internationals, um, four tiers above. I think they're they're fully professional. Um, they had, um, I think, ten full internationals in the team, and one of them who isn't, I think, is on the v- verge of greatness. Anyway, is likely to be an international between, between before too long. Um, Hat tricks for Pauline Bramer, a German international. Georgia Stanway, who I think anyone who watched England in the summer knows all about, and Jess Park as well. I think is the other one who who I was mentioning. He's got. I think uh, she's the only non-international. She's Jess got. Park. A, she's eighteen now, and yeah. is expected. To, to get a call up soon and Laura Coombs with the other one um, and and Steph Horton uh, Steph played and uh, Ellen White was on the bench and Jill Scott was on the bench so that was a fearsome kind of prospect for the for the women's team but um, Dave what a, a great story for them to get that far they're going to win more games in the FA Cup than whoever ends up lifting the trophy because of where we started in oh, the, there you go. the yeah, qualifying well, rounds go. yeah well great achievement absolutely brilliant achievement and there was like was there I don't I did see some of Joel probably tell me what the average age of our team was today, but I know there's like certainly five or six teenagers in the team. So what a great experience for them. A bit of a double-edged sword. I mean, the the, the draw really wasn't it. I mean, the draw was, um, you know, yeah, superb draw really man city man city away although on the other hand, you know, you hear the comments from the manager saying, well, yeah, brilliant for the girls. Great experience on the day, but, um, there were other teams there, perhaps from just a league or maybe not the Premier League, but a league or one or two, two divisions above, which let's face it, they perhaps would have stood a chance of actually beating. So, but what, what absolutely unbelievable experience. And yeah, it's really um, sort of put, it was always on the map, but certainly for me, and I'm sure there's more, more people like me have certainly opened my eyes more to, you know, to Ipswich Town ladies. Yeah. Joe, um, Clearly, something to the kind of run of the cup is, is kind of while the men's team are kind of struggling a little bit. So this has been a nice thing to put a bit of pride into back into the club. And it sounds like the, the the squads are a lot more integrated with the setup behind the scenes as well, which is good. Yeah, I know they're really trying to push the ladies' game at the moment at, at the club. And I was just reading the comments just before I came on, and, and basically what happened was that. Norwich lost a girl at 16 that Jess Park who actually scored the hat-trick today moved from Norwich to Bristol City ah, at 16 yeah. and Blue Wilson who was in our team moved Ooh. to Man City at 16 and came back but there wasn't an academy in the region which was a WSL academy and so Ipswich have started one of those mm. it's such a young team there there was eight teenagers in the starting 11 so it is Thanks. really really young and like I say, the, the gap is just... In women's football, you get these mad results anyway. I think I just looked. Arsenal win a league game in the Premier League, beat Bristol City 11-1 earlier this season. So, to lose 10-0, I, yeah, it, it looks bad on paper. But, realistically, this was just a... It's a totally different level. It's like a... Well, it's, it's like... League 2 under 18s. Need a market uh, under 18s. Against. Okay. Man City, um, proper, yeah. Just on a, on, a, on a sort of different matter, say, how do you think we'd have fared if we'd have, um, if the actual uh, first team had drawn Man City away and they decided to go for it? Think we'd have avoided double figures? Well, it's like the Burton Cup tie, wasn't it, last season? Wasn't that was that eight or nine? I think something yeah. like that, wasn't it? Well, I, and I another, saw an... in the um, in the program yesterday that the 
the men's under 18 team so the youth team played the ladies team on tuesday and wednesday to try oh. and give the girls a game yeah. at sort of at a higher tempo to sort of try and mimic what the tempo was going to be like on or today and i'd, I'd have been interested to see how that game went but realistically with so many under 18s in the girls team you'd imagine it was a pretty one-way affair even the yeah, men's under 18s against the girls yeah. but great to see and they're, they're hoping to get up into the super league in the next couple of years i just think they're with what non-league teams struggle with at the moment where it's just one one team goes up out of each division so i think there's wow. two t- two teams pushing at the top of the league you lose a couple of games and your whole season goes up in smoke because you end up finishing second even though you're 20 points ahead of third so it's just hard but they they, they hope to sort of get up this year and get up next year and then then at that point Joe, how close are they to the club for instance do they train at playford road i think they do train at playford oh. road now i think that's a new thing um yeah they obviously played down at Felixstone Walton yeah. and Paul Lambert was up there today. He went, he mm. went to watch the game today and, oh, and the, the they've some tactical analysis said, they, I think. Yeah, oh, he really? sits in there and helps them and they sort of analyse the games together and he was, I think the manager said that Lambert's been to countless games this year so I think it's something that he gets along to a lot of their games. Yeah, yeah one other link I noticed, they were coached by Alan Marn. Alan Marn, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The loan signing that we desperately desperately oh, needed to make play, permanent at the time didn't we yeah great play yeah you might have had it. a different shirt on for our last promotion yeah well, had exactly we signed right. Alaman. yeah indeed <laughs> well yeah so i mean congratulations to the women's team on that run to man city you know yes and and, and hopefully a, a really big motivation to finish off the season star by getting promotion that i think they they clearly deserve so congratulations it's joe sheen isn't it who's the who's the boss i think he celebrated his first year in charge actually today so um, mm-hmm. good luck to him for the rest of the season and, and hopefully some hopefully a double promotion gents to be talking about in the pod in may um Ooh. one person who won't be around in may by the look of it joe i'll come to you on this one is it's an interesting one under 23's coach chris hogg um is likely to join twtd um understand <coughs> that he's likely to join newcastle um in a similar role i don't think we've got any confirmation what level it would be at um i just wanted to get your thoughts a on how highly he's rated as a coach generally at the club and and whether the fact that he has to leave to newcastle to take a similar position suggests that there's limited opportunities to progress at ipswich you know see kieran dyer left in the summer didn't he as well talk to us about this and um, kind of what that departure represents well, I know. Well, him and Gerard Nash are joint managers of the under 23s, and I know they're both highly rated inside the club and inside the academy. But Nash has been very close to getting a first team manager's job over in the League of Ireland. I think twice he's been linked. I think it was St. Pat's Athletic. I think. Yeah, I think so. Twice he's been linked there. But realistically, they are at the ceiling of where they're going to be at the club. Lambert has just signed a new five year deal. So he's got his backroom staff that he's going to keep with him. There, there isn't room for them to be promoted here. So they're. The best thing they can do is a sideways move or a upwards move to a smaller club to a more senior role. But it's a, it's a good move for them. They're, he's going up to a sort of a bigger bigger category one academy, category one club. He'll be testing himself against sort of European sides. So it's just the next step in his progression. It's a, I say it's a, it's a shame we can't do anything with him here. But what what can you do? We've already got a probably for a league one club we've got a massive backroom staff as it is and it's just give somebody else a chance to to step up and take a role so it's sort of best of luck to him but like i say that there isn't there isn't anything here for him because like i say you've got matt gill you've got Stuart taylor you've got paul lambert all he all he's going to do if he goes up is just be another another voice and not actually really gain anything from it matt gill was the under 23s manager at norwich when he came across to to ips which is a first team coach so that is that is the promotion. So, 
Have we ever been? Have we ever been good at doing that kind of promote, from promoting staff from within? I've I've never kind of really no, noticed it before. But um, obviously you had Bobby Ferguson, um, who obviously had the, <laughs> very much the poison chalice of taking over from <laughs> Robson for goodness' sake, and the players leave the international players leaving in droves. But you know, aside from that, not. I tend not to think really Mogger he got a coaching role, didn't he, when he retired, yeah. and then they, they tend but, to get up. They, basically tend to get up to the level where Hogg is at now. So, like, Nash had been with the younger ages of the academy to the 16s, to the 18s, to the 23s, but there was a real ceiling at that point. And realistically, if the only way they're going to get a first-team job here is if the manager goes and it's uh, Luke Chambers and Cole Skuse are joint managers or something like that. And <laughs> so they come in there, or George Burley comes back, or one was- of those. It's not going to be someone that is coming externally is going to have them as part of this he was really highly thought of as a young player wasn't he Hog but it's, he never really, yeah, broke, I was going to never say, really broke through went to he's actually he's not married to George Burley's daughter isn't he he is yeah, yeah. I was just going to yeah. say yeah. it's I mean, the second lovely, time really good bloke I met him on one of the um, he was on one of the cycle rides I did and uh, met him there yeah really good guy yeah, so he's, he's he's kind of unlucky not to break through as a player because he was highly rated. We signed him from from York, did we? York, I think. Yeah, I think he couldn't break through as a player because that was at the time when we had no money. And if he was to make an appearance, we owed York another lump of money if he was to yeah. make his first <laughs> oh, team okay. debut. So I think Joe's right. I think it's probably round about the time we were in either in or coming out of just about in in admin, wasn't it? Round about then, I'm sure. He was Eng- England captain at his age, and yeah was a big signer. I think he was yeah, sort of yeah. almost would have been sort of best part of about half a mil had he played a few games to the first team. So, yeah. so I don't think we could afford to play him. So he had to leave to, I think he went to like Boston and Hibs and Inverness. He had a decent career, I think, at Hibs, didn't he? I, mm. Yeah, yeah. under Mogra, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, good luck to, to Chris Hogg. That's obviously a good move to him and um, we'll keep an eye on there. And obviously Newcastle and Nick and all of the great talent behind the scenes at Portman Road. Grant Pringles, obviously, there if you know your social media. I mean, do, do you think, Joe, again, for his job, though, that would be like someone, like, I don't know, Adam Atte will move up or someone like that? Possibly. Or whether, well, at, at the moment, him and Nash are joint managers, so it might be that you keep Nash, Atte and Charlie, the under-18s, and somebody yeah. somebody mentioned that Dizelle was helping out with the under-18s the other day. So oh, okay. I don't know whether that is. But Terry Butcher's just come in. He's sort yeah, of, of course, across yeah. those age groups. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Grant Williams is there, so there is some there is some old players in there. It's just working out who exactly does what. Um, final bit of news, which is a disappointing news. Obviously, poor Tristan Nydam is um, got oh. injured in pre-season. Um, really serious injury. Is it broken fibula and ruptured ankle limits and, oh, and ligaments? Uh, and now needs um, surgery to kind of clear scar tissue as well, which basically puts him out until possibly pre-season. Um, Dave, we saw him at fullback. Um, certainly, the game Notts County where he got injured, he was playing for. Yeah, back. you know, I, um, I think you'd have had it. I think it have kicked on and had a decent season. He would have I had really, a chance, really, wouldn't he? I really do. I mean, whether that would have meant maybe not even getting, well, as it turns out, maybe not even getting Luke Garber, you'd have thought it'd have, it'd have, it'd have been, you know, it'd have been certainly vying for that left back spot. But it's a nasty one. It's the ligaments. It's, I mean, yeah, fibula is a bad one, isn't it? But it's the ligaments. So you, you rupture ankle ligaments, and you know that's 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 bad. That's that's where the real complication is. And obviously, um, yeah, scar tissue there, another operation. Yeah, he's not certainly not going to play this season. But, yeah, he would have been... Um, yeah, and, and such again, another such a big injury that, you know, um, you'd, you'd hope he's young enough to, you know... I was going to say, his chances of recovery, I guess, are boosted by the fact that he's quite young. But still, it's quite... Yeah. It's a serious layoff, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, so it's a bad, bad injury, that one. 
Yeah, well, fingers crossed for him and his recovery. Joe, were you yeah. going to say something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame because I, I really thought he could put a lot of pressure on Miles Kenlock at left back. So I think yeah. he's just such a good footballer. I thought he could kick on there and help us out. And he's another one of those versatile players that can play anywhere that helps. But you sort of look back, five. we had five players from that same year group in the academy that were all England internationals. And you've effectively got the keeper, Hayes, who ended up at, I think he's at Norwich now, just didn't get a contract. I don't really know what went on there. But then you've got... Tristan Nydam, bad loan move, waste a year, mm. bad injury, lose a year. Ben yeah. Morris, bad loan move, waste a year, bad injury, lose a year. Andre Dezel, bad injury, lose two years, three yeah, years. Effectively, yeah. And then Flynn Downs, who's obviously the one that's kicked on out of all that lot. But you've, like I say, all that talent all in one year, and they've all, three of them have suffered real, real bad injuries now. It's just a club this size where. If you have three internationals in one year, it's a massive thing. You're not a City or a Chelsea where they have 10 internationals in each age group. Yeah. It's a shame that the three of those guys that you mentioned, particularly, you know, we've talked about Dizel quite a lot, but Ben Morris, I think a lot of people were hoping to see yeah. a lot of him. And yeah, it's just not really happened, has it? So, um, well, fingers crossed. Yeah. We, we like to see a, few, a few of the first team players want to see Ben Morris get a chance at the moment, but... I think he's. I've heard there's a loan moved up to line lined up to go to Aldershot for a month to try and get some fitness with oh, a okay. view to come back to try and kick on a bit here. Oh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah, interesting. Um, let's move up to date. Um, I was trying to find a link into to Burton, but I can't. There's no segue there. So let's just go straight to it. Um, uh, along with um, Ed Sheeran and his mates from a Japanese rock band, um, Dave Diamond is in the fabled pod seat to watch Ipswich Town versus Burton. Joe, you were at Wimbledon. The pod was very downbeat um, and um, there was calls for ch- all kinds of changes. I don't know whether there was an... Uh, you were, I think you were advocating a move to a 4-3-3, weren't you? I think Seb talked about a 4-4-2, but we, we're stuck, sticking with this 3-5-2. I, I, I God, did Joe. say, if we were to go three at the back, I'd prefer to see Earl Chambers, Wolfenden, though. So yes. that is what much, happened. So. Much, much better balance to look of it to him for me. Yes, absolutely right. Let's let's go Absolute through the teams. Right. Five changes from that Wimbledon draw. Um, Holy keeps his place in goal. Uh, Earl is the um, uh, left side of the three with Chambers in the middle. Wolfenden, who had been on the left-hand side of the three centre-backs with Wilson in the middle, is moved all the way over to the other side and we'll come having, back to having that. lost a um, fight with a bottle of bleach yeah <laughs> was that, do we know what that was about is he making a bid to join the Romanian international team from Euro 94 good news that Garbutt is back albeit <clears> that um, always slightly worried with our record of injuries that um, he's maybe rushed back Nolan also returns to the team Guion Edwards returns from suspension Alan Judge as I predicted I'm gonna say predicted about ten minutes before kickoff. I put it on the WhatsApp, so that's a prediction. Um and Keane and Jackson are the front two. Bishop is fit enough to be on the bench. Andre Dezel Joe not in the squad again. What is the yeah, what do we read into that, I guess? Just out of favour, isn't he? He's just Lambert obviously rates him below. He always seems to well, Downs is obviously ahead of him, Hughes is ahead of him, Nolan's ahead of him, Skews is ahead of him, Judge is ahead of him. Yeah. Where, where does he fit? Yeah. But but Dave, you uh, much better balance to that team for you. Um yeah. happy yeah, with the, the front two as well? Yeah, I'd go I'd certainly go with the go with the front two. I mean Norwood to me, again, Joe could probably comment far better than I can on this, seems to be all over the place at the moment, really. Um 
not quite on it or whatever. Um, again, posting stupid Twitter stuff on the coach and stuff the other day wasn't he? Yeah. Really, any need really? Probably not. Um, so no, uh, that would have been that would certainly been the front two I'd have gone with yesterday. Um, let's talk about Burton very quickly. There's not a huge amount of insight here that we can give apart from it was a four-three-three. Um, Kieran O'Hara in goal, Reese Hutchison, Connor Shaughnessy, Richard Narty, Narty, very Narty, a centre back with John Brayford on the right. Um, Powell, Stephen Quinn, you can still find him. He is in the central midfield for Burton. Um, Ryan Edwards on the right, Murphy, Aikens, and Sarkic up front. Um, of note, John Joe Tall, you can still find him as well. He's on the Burton bench let's get into it gents because it was a strange start for me um I, I, we kind of i thought we if we started with good amount of intent um and there's a chance after five minutes here which it, it's i think this is right in front of you joe isn't it this this keen effort that it's a judge ball through to jackson i think is a cross into the middle and Keane just can't yes. get his feet sorted out can he this to me looked like a good no. chance or yeah, is it a good no, block judge judge does really well sort of Nicks the ball away to Jackson. Jackson head up straight away. Early ball in. Keen, great chance. And rather than sort of just touch hit, it sort of takes a touch to try to set himself to then hit it. And a defender gets in, but he's, he's got to be scoring that really. It's a really, really good chance. Do you even really need to touch that? I was thinking, God, surely he's close enough just to take take a chance first time at that. Yeah, you know, yeah. just react to it. But that was, that was my was, thought. Yeah, good, good move. And I think it was a. Or you would refer to that as a miss from point blank range, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. And there's, and and punishment um, for that miss arrives a minute later, Dave. Um, it's Ryan Edwards, it is, who, who wins the ball on the town left, and with it within one pass, Murphy's completely yeah, it's, it's a- open, isn't he? It's, it's good for me um, initially from that Aikens. I've always quite liked him at, uh, at this level. He's a bit of a unit in, and I thought for the, certainly for the first fifteen twenty minutes. Um, it was a right a right handful till we sort ourselves out, but he's really strong and helps the ball up for Edwards. Um, our Edwards just gets pulled so far across; he's in no man's land. Mm. Um, I think <clears throat> I think Joe commented right at the start about Murphy being told by Clough to have you know retain the chalk dust from the from the you know touch line on his boots, and he he just came in, drifted him from wide. Edwards completely lost him. Quite a good finish actually, because you think Edwards almost is back is back sort of covering him. And you think oh he's going to knock it and try and go outside him, use him as a shield. But he sort of hits it early, and Holy's just really flat-footed. It's quite a, looks an easy finish. It was quite a clever finish, I thought. And yeah, we were just wide open, weren't we? And not 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 the greatest of starts. What I would say is though, um, not the greatest of starts, and certainly you know the error of the Keens miss, and then the goal straight away. The atmosphere didn't. I thought I said I'd make summer. I said this could get this could get nasty, but seemingly didn't, did it? Which no, I guess the fact it was so early on. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the reason I kind of mentioned Wolfenden's positioning just at the start there is because I guess that he should be helping out Edwards on that side and maybe got maybe he's still recalibrating his brain for his position to be over on the right-hand side rather than the left? Or am I being Possibly. harsh? I think, I think he's one of the players that gets done by Aikens initially holding the ball up, I think, isn't he? I think he is. Possibly. I, I think Wolfenden, it did take him a little while to get used to playing back on the right-hand side because it wasn't just a case of playing back on the right-hand side. It was also a case that, like Dave was just saying, Murphy was staying right out, right far forward, right on the touchline. And when you're in a 3 5 two, it's difficult to know because winger, like Edwards, is there to yeah. try and push on. Wolfenden has to be the one that covers across there, yeah. but you can't cover across that quickly. <laughs> and if he's just going to stay out there on his own, you had we had to 
do something about him but by doing something about him it meant we'd have needed to change what we were trying to do so it was a di- it was a difficult one you just sort of had to hope that you get the better of them with your spare man that you've got elsewhere yeah and that, and I think there's, there's a couple of chances here for Burton shortly after that goal Powell I think yeah. has again similar quite a lot of freedom there's an overlap that he works quite well and takes the shot and holy saves this time and Powell has a long range shot turned over the bar as well but suddenly it clicks and there's a lot of joy for Ipswich getting balls in behind Burton who are quite flat weren't they they're back four <laughs> and it was quite easy to play through them this time it's Jackson wins the ball back in just inside the Burton half lays it off to Downs and just immediately throw, threads a lovely ball into Judge who's away one on one guys we need some, we need Marcus Stewart back as, a, as some <laughs> kind of coach for our one on ones don't we Judge does really well I think but Dave, does he just hit this one too hard? Is it too hard? It's I mean, the hard, isn't he? Are we giving him a break? Does the wind have any effect? Probably not, because he's pretty close in by the time he gets gets you know gets a shot away. But he's got to tuck that in. You know, put it low under the keeper or something. But he just makes probably a bit. Look, it's a bit unlucky. It's the angle, doesn't it? For Christ's sake! But yeah, he almost makes too good a connection, and it just drifts against the angle. But Christ, he's got to score there. So that one, coupled with the keen miss, you think, oh, you know, it's going to be one, those- one, one of those again. When you see Judge in the warm-up, he's a really emphatic finisher. When he takes a chance, he hammers them in. And okay. I think it's just one of those ones that if if you if that had gone six inches lower, and it's just like he's one-on-one, bang, top corner, see oh, you yeah, later. But yeah. it, it's, I, I said to my dad at the time, it's lucky that that hit the bar rather than went over. Yeah. Because had that gone over, that would have been uh, everyone yeah. getting on the back. Because it hit the bar, it made it look close. If that made, It obviously was close, but... I think confidence-wise, that would have sapped it had that one flown over as well. Even If it was six inches high and went over, I think that would have just sapped a bit of confidence out of here yeah. and the, at the ground. Yeah, well, Joe, you mentioned that. There's a few minutes later. You're getting a lot of um, goal attempts down your end, which is quite rare. I've got a mate who, lives, who sits in the South Ramsey stand, and he, set, he claims lives. all the goals are usually their end. Um, it's Garber and Keane who are combining this time, and Keane... You know, it wasn't a good day for him finishing-wise, but assist-wise or passing-wise, key passes. Keane was on it yesterday. He's into Jackson, and he takes the heavy touch, which actually takes him round the keeper O'Hara. He takes another pretty lousy touch, which sets him even further wide. And this one, Joe, is high and wide and very handsome as well. Or mm. Very unhandsome, I should say, as well. Should he score here, or is this a difficult angle? Yeah, another one he should score. He he basically he should hit it early, but miscontrols it. But after he miscontrols it, it then allows him to to beat the keeper. And then when he beats the keeper, it's like he's still panicking about the first miscontrol and he's still rushing it. Where had he he slowed down after he he went round the keeper, it's an easy finish. But I I say he should have scored early and then once he went round the keeper, he should have slowed down. But I think that first touch just threw his sort of thinking all over the place. But I say the ball ball in from Keane was excellent. The ball in him from Garber is one where... There's sort of plenty of bodies in the way and he just pings it and takes four men out of the game in one pass. Keane's touch is brilliant, turns it round and it's like, that's the sort of football you need to play, breaking the lines, which we've mentioned on previous pods. Yep, well it's going to work for us a minute later, Joe. Um, It's Keane again, we've mentioned all three of these, Keane, Jackson combining, Um, Jackson runs in on this and... Do you have a good view of this finish from Judge? I want to know whether this is meant or not. It's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, well, Keane, again, on the ball, plays a really good ball for Jackson, who runs off his markers, finds a sort of hole between the centre-back and the full-back, gets in. And again, like Jackson has done all season, in fairness to him, I know a lot of people don't think he's the cleverest footballer out there, but when he gets into these wide positions, he's very good at picking out someone, playing the right ball there, and he pulls it back. Judge runs across his marker, and... He seems to sort of hit it into the ground and it 
loops up. It's hard to tell whether it loops up off the defender's foot or whether it just goes. I don't into know the whether ground, it's his so. standing foot as well. Possibly, I've watched it a few times because the club of... standing foot. I don't know, maybe. But I mean, it's perfect placement, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it just loops up and goes in, and he stands there and throws his boot at Lambert. Yeah, that was a bit. That yes. was a bit odd, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently yeah. Lambert told him not to wear those boots. <laughs> Yeah, I, he, he he was the man of the match. So he was up in the players' lounge yesterday, and he said that he'd had a really bad training session in there, and he'd been getting a load of stick because oh, right. they contracted to get a new pair of boots, and he was basically everyone was just taking the piss out of him in training because his finishing was so bad in those boots. So he took it off, but his throw is, he looks like a, a right-handed person throwing it left-handed. So yeah, it wasn't a great throw, know. was it? No, no. it's one of them. Wasn't it? <laughs> you can tell they don't play cricket in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no um, no other notes here apart from um, it suddenly two one Dave and after what had been a fairly you know as we mentioned the early start for Keane well, it should have been three probably should have been three um, shouldn't it Keane right at the yeah end well I'll talk about that one in a second but let's talk about the um, the the goal that puts us in front it's Thomas Oli again um, I assumed that the win was actually against us first half but maybe it swelled around but we talked about Holy getting an assist earlier in the season I forget which game it was um, for Tranmere. a free kick yes Tranmere it just um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the ball just seems to drift on, doesn't it? Mm. Um, that wasn't, that Keane, wasn't into the wind. Yeah, you'd like to think Keane gets a touch. I'm not sure he does. It's one of those. But it takes the defenders out. And this was a good finish. It was one touch controlled his right foot. Yep. It shows really good composure just to lift it gently over the keeper. Obviously, he's, he's quite brave. So there's a you know big collision with the keeper that ultimately leads to a keeper having to go off. But that's a really good finish, really composed finish. And all, you know, hats off to him after, you know, his previous poor attempt you know poor attempt when he took it around the keeper yeah showed a lot of confidence and um yeah you know deserved at that stage just on chances created yep and he, he scored a similar goal at Tramir away a few weeks ago as well and yeah you mentioned yes. that the keeper goes down injured and is, is substituted it's Garrett who comes on to make his debut and you can't think of a maybe a more difficult set of circumstances yeah, for him didn't realize that, that was yeah um and and He's to be f- 200 odd games for crew previously yeah so not, I don't know oh, if okay. yeah. not a novice but yeah. first first appearance for Burton um and as you mentioned Dave um Jackson Keane again combining and it's Keane who again he can't really get a clean touch on it it's Garrett and a defender kind of a combination of the yeah, two Joe, keep it up Joe would have seen this I can't does he try to sort of flick that in cleverly Joe what is he trying to do with I that I think or... he, he does get a clean touch on it but it just gets blocked right. so yeah. it comes Blood across and he, he gets quite but it's, I think he sort of tries to sort of do one of those sort of like back flicks that's right sort of let it go past him and flick it but it just hits the keeper from close range so yeah, very good from Jackson say, picks him yeah. out very good yep and that, and that's half time guys and as I said after a, after going behind and as you said the atmosphere quite flat the possibility of nerves creeping in um, it was quite a dominant display for the for the most part of that first half and the chances guys I mean we talked about clear cut chances at Wimbledon there's a few of those but not enough certainly yeah. uh, you know the previous three matches um, we were clear cut chances here I don't know I'll I never see, you... I, honestly I, I said it yesterday I think I put it on the WhatsApp yesterday. I don't, can't remember a game. We've had so many overall ones. I mean, we get to that and so many clear cut chances. It was, yeah, I mean, as the game turned out, another two or three goals wouldn't have flattered us. And still there'd have been another two or three good chances that went, you know, a land for sort of average, average hit, you know, hits. Yep. Yep. Well, let's go into the second half. As Joe's already kind of mentioned it. I don't know at what point this got this kind of shift to, a four four two. I don't know if it's straight after half time or possibly it was around, at half time. Was it? Changed it. Um, and again, sort of judge had said what what it was is basically that we knew we needed to win. We were two one up. Their only 
sort of threat was coming from Murphy on the left-hand side. So we just changed it up to four four two so that so that we could effectively stop stop their only threat. And if it finished two one, then we were happy enough with that. It wasn't a case right. to try and win the win the game that way. It was just that if we went that way, we knew they wouldn't create anything. So and we'd, we'd win the game. It's Judge who ends up on the right hand side. Otherwise, it's fairly orthodox positions, isn't it? Garbo over to the left hand side, Earl behind him, left back. Um, Jackson and, and Keane still up front, and Keane is down the right hand side straight after kickoff. Pretty much, it's forty eighth minute here. Um, this is uh, I'm, I'm looking at this thinking Keane is going to do a floaty cross that's going to be useless to anyone, and it turns out to be the the case because when Jackson gets into the position, we talked about it twice. Jackson will play a precise, you know, firmly struck cross that someone can direct on target. <laughs> Here it's kind of Jackson Airy has to do all the work and actually goes behind him and he can't really yeah. get onto it. Um, this time, if, if three minutes later, the roles are reversed and this time Jackson does play in the ball um, to Keane, but he's blocked quite swiftly. But Joe, 52nd um, minute, one minute later after that, Alan Judge now on the right-hand side of midfield, nips in, does really well here, doesn't he? And he's in. Yeah, I think I think it's Edwards that plays the ball up the line and the defender sort of takes a touch, but Judge nicks the ball off him, nicks it through his legs, takes a touch, looks up, and you can see Jackson is in acres of space in the middle, so it's just a case of trying to pick him out. Judge whips a really good ball in, but Jackson adjusts so well to it. Ooh. It's one that it's a really awkward high. It ends up slightly behind him. You've got to remember this was a really windy day, so sort of the timing of the run was very difficult in that. And he manages to sort of stoop down sort of behind himself and sort of flick it back and give the keeper absolutely no chance. So a really good, really good goal. And I'd say just two players involved, judge sharp as anything, spots an early ball. And I think that's what we've been missing in previous games, that someone willing to take a risk of an early pass as opposed to pass, 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 let the defence get back. Let them get set up. Let let them all get their bodies in position. And I say it's just just a good goal. That one, a great counter. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Outstanding ball from Judge, and yeah, a really good finish. Yeah, it's a really tough one. And, and the Jackson awkwardness does, of the yeah, yeah, it does well to stoop, doesn't he? Mm. Um, Dave, I haven't mentioned this guy's name yet in action, um, but uh, Nolan starts this move, um, plays into Keenan. <laughs> Keane, this is a four-one. This is a this is a great move no, again. Almost, it's brilliant from Keane. He's so good at receiving. He's very, very good. He's got a lovely. He's got that that touch and turn, that touch and turn movement. And again, he did it here. So he's really good at. I call it accepting the ball. Very comfortable. So he sort of accepts the ball, gets it out of his feet, gets his head. I love superb weighted ball for Jackson. And Jackson, um, unlike. Um, his chance in the first half when he tries to perhaps take it wider on his right foot, that actually tries to cut back inside, gets closed down. Good support from Judge, pretty decent hit. Keeps a little bit unlucky. He gets he gets quite a bit quite a bit on it, but you can see it. Yeah, I could see on a really good view of that. Is as you said yourself, Rich, it was clearly clearly over. No need for any any VAR decision yeah. there. Um, and the comedy moment that follows was the um, the goalkeeper having to be removed from the back of the net by the referee, which took seemed about a minute, but I'm sure it was only a few seconds, but it was quite comedy. Yeah, none of his teammates helped him out there, did he? <laughs> um, was that a foul on Jackson? I thought that was a, was a good shout for a penalty there, if a judge doesn't score. Possibly. Don't know. Don't know. I thought they, I thought yeah. they sort of made a half-decent challenge. As I say, he tries to turn back inside, but good support from judge. Um, yeah, 4-1, and, and yeah, not, I say, didn't really flatter us at the time, did it? Mm. Um, 71 minutes um, there's a double change here Scoose comes on for Nolan I guess that's in a similar vein to the comments that you got from Alan Judge Joe about maybe shutting up shop a little bit 
You can I think that's an attacking sub, isn't it? You think? Known, in a way. <laughs> well, hold Nolan, that thought. We've got a good question Nolan on. Nolan passes all about. Um, I, it wasn't really a good one for Nolan. He didn't really get involved in a huge amount. I guess he was... Um, he, yeah, he was he was there or thereabouts, but not really contributing much in an attacking yeah. sense. Um, but Keane, um, a good spell from him, probably could should have scored, but some good contributions to the goals. And Bishop, it is who comes on. And Joe, this is a really good chance, isn't it? This immediately he's kind of played in by Earl, and he's playing up front. He's is a is a light for light kind of change, really. Though I suspect probably uh, I wasn't keeping an eye on him. He kind of comes drops back behind. Jackson for the remainder of the game but it's a lovely shot from Bishop curling shot which is pushed wide of the post that good was a nice chance actually. wasn't it, it was right, right behind that it was good save just before that he did it twice just before seconds that are coming on, hadn't he? he drops his shoulder and just drifts between two players and you, you think oh yeah here we go and then yeah that would have been so great for him to if that one had gone in it was actually a very good save because he hit that well mm. I think it showed how the role that Keane was playing as well because I think people would say we were playing four four two, but the reality was Keane was really dropping in deep and playing between the lines and Garbutt and Judge were pushing on and they were switching sides as well for periods of the game. Uh, and yeah. it really was a sort of fluid like I say, you could say four two three one, four four one one. But it wasn't the flat four four two that we played early in the season with Jackson and Norwood both on the last both on the shoulder. Keane was really dropping in and sort of in that early nineties. Eric Cantona slash yeah Teddy Sheringham there we go he's good enough to do that he's he's intelligent footballer with a really really good touch yep Um, I've I've got to mention um, Earl I like Earl I I thought I remarked on him at Sunderland I thought he was quite tidy and even though he only played for sort of 10 minutes here's a good block here from Aikens um, which is probably the only real um, sight that Burton nearly had in the second half Uh, can I get someone's take on on Josh Earl do we think he's Um, he's going to probably be a, make that sort of left back, sorry, left centre back position his own now. Yeah, but I think potentially he. Um, we just like I said, I thought we had a lot, lot just a, just a nice balance to the side with a natural left footer over there, and he looks for a big lad. He looks really quite accomplished, you know, quite accomplished on the ball. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think um, yeah that could be a useful a useful use of the loan uh, the loan window. Yep, it's, it's funny that on. Tuesday played left wing back and it really showed his limitations up on yeah. the ball. But then you put him at left centre back and left back, and it's like, it's oh, actually, he's decent on the ball there, but he, he had looked limited on the ball there previously. It just shows how being a few yards further up the pitch really makes a big difference. But I really like the balance it gave us, made, helped us make the pitch big because in the previous game, Wolfenden had been drifting in, drifting in, and it just, I don't know, I liked. You need to have your players playing on the right side, don't you? Yeah, you do. Garbutt, Garbutt looked, it looked good with Garbutt pushed further up as well, didn't it? Yep. Um, there's a couple of bits and pieces just to, to finish this one off. Judge, again, Jackson is... Uh, Judge finds Jackson in, uh, behind Burton's defence once again. Um, and again, a one-on-one chance is squandered. It's a good low save, I guess, by... Um, by yeah, the keeper he here, big. but but maybe I think Jackson's going near post when he probably should go far. Um, 82nd minute, judges um, subbed for Freddie Sears. Um, and again, we have another situation here where Freddie Sears is... Um, I, I haven't mentioned the um, Keane's kind of missed opportunity. He, he kind of spins and knocks a shot wide Keane when really he should set up Jackson for the hat-trick. Well, this is even worse really from Sears, who clearly has got in his mind... When he came on, I said to my mate... It'd be great if Freddie Sears got a goal to kind of boost his confidence a little bit and possibly here. He does well to intercept the ball in Burton's half, breaks forward into the box, but he's just too close to the keeper and really should pull it back for Jackson. He's got an empty net, um, but he takes the shot, guys, and um, yeah, nothing doing there. But 
Um, that's all the action I've got, and, and frankly, that that could have been any scoreline really. That could have been a six or a seven. Goodness, you know, sixteen shots, eight on target, one off the woodwork, five big chances, four of which missed according to my stats. Fourteen shots inside the opposition penalty area. Jackson Judge with two goals and an assist each. I'm looking, Joe um, is someone who was talking about the Wimbledon game midweek, um, and in you know we were right to criticise that performance. Where does where does a performance like this come from? Is this the kind of performances that we've seen in the League One where the opposition just have a really bad off day, you know, similar to the Atkinson game and whatever we did, we were going to score? Or, or has something clicked and are we just going for it now, Joe? I, I, I don't like when, it, whenever you win a game and it's seen as the opposition, oh, they, yeah, they've, they've played poorly. I think it sort of does you a disservice because they, they've played poorly because you've forced them into it most of the time that they're not just turning up and having a total off day that they're playing they're trying to win the game and we've we're just asking them too many questions they can't deal with but like I, say, I think the issue the issue we had against Wimbledon which sort of we went over at length in the pod was effectively that every player playing in that in, on that team played the role you expected them to play and they played their natural game today the same thing happened but You've got Edwards and Garber as your wing-backs or your wingers, and their natural game is to push forward. You've got Alan Judge in the midfield three. His natural game is to try and support the strikers. You've got Keane. His natural game is to try and drop off and play, and he's dropping off and he's got runners around him. So it really was the personnel. And I know Lambert's had criticism for changing systems too much, but as Craig mentioned on Tuesday, we were playing wing-backs when we were effectively playing our third-choice wing-backs because you've got no Vincent Young, no Edwards, so you've got Donassi. You had no Garbutt, no Kenlock, so you're playing Earl. And it's a case, you have to play to your player's strengths. You have to set the team up to to win the game. And I think we did set the team up to win the game yesterday. I liked Stuart Taylor's um, pre-match interview where he's decided we're going to um, attack teams to win games, we're going to stop conceding goals, and we're <laughs> going to sh- shut up shop to stop counter-attacks. That's so like... Yeah, why didn't they? Why didn't they think of those oh. three brilliant tactics at the start of the season? Dave, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a more complete performance by Ipswich this season compared to that one? That was, you know, that we, we talked about the forty-five minutes of performances, but that was almost kind of eighty odd minutes. I suppose, minutes, yeah. It? Overall, I mean, yeah. Lambert said that he said that, didn't he? Um, I guess, I guess overall, and I, I totally get what Joe said. Yeah, you're forcing teams into mistakes, you know, but just by your football and stuff. But they were very, they were very flat, very, very flat at, at the back. I thought, but no, good, yeah, really good performance. And let's face it, I think we'll probably get, a, although they've gone off the boil slightly, a bigger test next week, probably at home to, um, at home to Oxford. But um, yeah, a good performance, four goals. Um, you know, last time out they shipped for last time out Portman Road they shipped for against Peterborough. So um, yeah, yep, all positive. Well, that's the, and, that's, and the, the big positives as well that we were, we went one nil down, which is we haven't got a good home record. We got a big crowd in there. It was a ticket thing. There's a edgy. The crowd was edgy before the game, and I don't think the crowd turned, which is good. And we sort of managed to turn turn that game round and showed the mentality needed. Where I think. A lot of fans are maybe, and I'd probably include myself in that, think maybe the mentality isn't quite there, that as soon as we concede a goal, we seem to heads drop and we struggle to get back into the game. So, And so I think I sent it on the WhatsApp. Lambert looked up for it on the sideline again. Yeah. I, I know it's sort of becoming a little bit of a thing for me at the moment, but you see him and he's on it and he's on the players. And the players need to be told. They need to be coached for the game. McCarthy always did it to them and... You, you need to do that and I think it was especially good that we were 
had the personnel that we could switch between the three five two and the four four two or whatever you wanted to call it as because you've got a Luke Garber who can play left wing back who can play left midfield almost like Jamie Clapham used to do for us that he could just f- flit around in different positions and affect the game be able to play the roles properly have the right tactical discipline and positional discipline and sort of Jermaine Wright used to be the one that used to be on the other side and Alan Judge was the one that this time he maybe doesn't quite have the positional discipline but really did work hard at that yesterday there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, Dave, you mentioned it, and, and the four goals scored there. And I'll repeat a stat from the Renegade stat man. That's our third four-one victory in a season. The only other occasion where we managed mm. that apparently was the nineteen fifty-six to fifty-seven <laughs> season, where Town went up as champions from the third hey, tier. There so you make go. of that only stat. Only stat. Want. But as I said to Stat this morning, three games at four-one. How close to the mythical four-two for Stat and coining it in. Oh. Does he, does he still put that on every week? Or is, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be able to hear from him. And you know, I've, I keep getting people saying, when's that coming back? So um, hello to David who asked me about that in the, in the pub yesterday. Um, so there's a this week. We'll come back. We'll do plugs at the end. Let's do questions. Another David here, Joe. Um, let's, let's, let's hear from Dave. Dave Pascoe asking Dave Diamond. Um, job done. But every game oh, that David, goes... can I have a day off today? That's not me. <laughs> that's not me. That's today. Another... <laughs> <laughs> Job done today, but every game that goes by with us sitting in seventh place just shows how much we've cocked things up over the last few weeks. We're going to need keep winning, and that will include having to beat Coventry and Portsmouth. But it's a, it's a difficult game next week against Oxford. Is it more of the same, do you think? Oxford not in good form. Yeah, well... They've let sort of they let two of their best players go to Brent, Brentford, was it? Yeah, they went to Brent, Brentford, didn't they? On sort of you know in the deadline, so yeah, they've um, they've obviously um, you know gone off the boil, gone off the boil slightly. So yeah, hopefully more of the same. Um, be nice to beat. I know they're they're not quite. I don't think they're in the top eight. So 
we should we should be we should be winning then. <laughs> to, to his point, you know that kind of performance yesterday or on Saturday shows us can what only, we really should be doing. The heights we should be. The fact can, only, can only give you confidence. And as, as Joe said, you know I think perhaps that gives us a shape, a, you know, a much better shape to the side. And you know, hopefully in Touchwood, hopefully injuries permitting this week, I'd have you know no qualms. You'd think you'd put out the same side. You know, yep. it did look it did look really really well balanced. Yep. Um, Mullet asks Joe. I don't want to throw you under the bus, but. Um, you, there was your your kind of AOB on on the Tuesday's pod. I'll, I'll, I'll direct this question to you. Has Lambert provided the perfect answer to his critics, or vindicated them with a performance which shows what we should have done far more of this season? Similar flavour to David's previous question. Yeah, I, I, I think he's probably. I think when you see a performance like that, and when you see a setup like that, it, it does make you sort of consider that he hasn't set the team up as well as he should have done too many times this season. Obviously, there's been reasons for that with injuries, but this, this still needs to have, needed to have been better than it has been. But we're, like I say, you look at the league table, it still doesn't look good for us, does it? We're, we're seventh. Everyone's got games in hand on us. Even Fleetwood are one point below us with two games in hand. So we, you could almost say we're effectively eighth, couldn't you? So it's, it's, a, it's a long way to go and we're going to have to, we're going to have to win our home games to get there, and we've we've got an easy running on paper. In reality, every every other team in that top six would take our running, and if we don't get in the playoffs at least from here, then we don't, we don't deserve to be anywhere near promotion. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Justin asks, and the pod confirm if rumours of Lambert trolling the whole supporter base are true. You kind of feel like performances <laughs> like that um, are. Um, Dave Arthur Pickthorn asks, did you did we see today just how good Garbit is? Such a consistently good performer with excellent end product. I mean, he's not massively influential for the goal, but he certainly, as Joe mentioned, we seem to miss something when he's not in the team, no way. Yeah, doing it's just, Joe, man, you know, when he passes the ball, he passes the ball with purpose, doesn't he? You know, like, we, you know, we mentioned the move where he fizzes the ball into Keane and stuff like that. Yeah, we've, we've missed that. We've, we have missed that. He's, you know, his quality, he's just missed his overall, his, his quality on the ball. So, yeah, when he comes back, he's, he's bound to make a difference yep. you know, to this side. Yeah. Um, FPL tractor Joe um, is Judge a flat track bully, um, or have personal issues? Rotation played out position <laughs> meant we should now expect more of today's brilliance. It was a good performance from Judge, wasn't it? Yep, and I, whatever the reasons are, I don't know, but I do expect more of that from Judge for the rest of the season. I know he's not always played this favoured position, and he's sort of played elsewhere, but he's he's got to be winning games for us over the over the coming three months because he's got the ability to. Confidence, isn't it? Confidence yeah. thing. Yeah, and, he, and if he, he and if get... he isn't winning us games, get Teddy Bishop in there because he'll win. Yeah, us yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, if he doesn't get confidence from yesterday's performance, then he never, never will. Yep. Well, Blue Soap um, was admirer of Judge's performance as well. Um, Mike um, asks us, Dave, you're a, you're an, a big supporter and advocate of Freddie Sears. Um, he sort of said, he says Freddie Sears' triumphant return from injury was somewhat of a damp squib. Yeah. Are we seeing yeah. the end of his Ipswich Town career or can he get himself back to be a regular starter? You'd think he can get himself, you'd like to think he can get himself back. But again, at his age, it's not a great, you know, we spoke about Tristan Nynham coming back from injuries like that, you know, an ACL at his age, what he's been out for a, what was that, virtually a year to the day, wasn't it, pretty much? Maybe round about when we played Norwich in February. Um, it's a long time out for someone, at, someone of his age now and he's, Joe, 30 now, is he? Yeah, it must be about there. I'm not not sure, yeah, but it's, uh, so he got another one. year's I mean, contract, looked, though, didn't he? He looks like he's carrying a bit. <laughs> to me, he looks a bit chunky. I might be I might be wrong, but again, I, I, you can't blame the one he missed yesterday, which he perhaps should have should have pulled back for Jackson. You hit the nail on the head. Well, it would have been great to see Freddie Sears score. What a yeah. boost for his confidence! So can't blame him having a dig there, really. Um, no. But no, you'd, you'd like to think 
certainly at that level, he'd come back with with the same qualities he had before. Because I, mean, I don't don't forget last season he had what six or okay in, in the disastrous season he had six or seven goals before he got the injury. And I think we've said on the pod before, chances are had he stayed fit, it'd probably ended the season in a really really poor season and probably hit ten twelve goals. Yeah, but but also the chance he missed where he should have scored, but we we, we all know why he's had a shot. It was him that won the ball there. He, yeah, he's pressed yeah, them. Yeah, he's yeah. he's yeah. got about their defender. He's won the ball. He showed pace, strength, got the ball off him, and that's that was that was positive to see that. And yeah, so I know he when he was injured, he had his contract extended, didn't he? So he's got at least another year on top of that. So we just kind of take it slowly, like we have done with all the all the other players that have been injured. And that is one thing that has happened with the injuries this year that. We don't seem to have had so many breaking down, do we? They've, they've come back slower, but we haven't had the breakdowns. Oh, Garbutt surprised me how he came back. And, yeah, you know, 490, wasn't no, it? No yeah. adverse reaction from yesterday, Touchwood, because somehow when he went off, that looked a nasty one. You know, sort of torn, well, you could say like torn thigh muscle or whatever it was. Obviously, it wasn't a, a fully fully blown tear, you'd think. But so that was, uh, yeah, that was great. That was gratifying. And he obviously got through the full 90 as well, which is good. Um, Jack Barham, Joe, do you think the difference between us and the teams near us, except for Sunderland, is that they've stuck with the same manager and built on their squad? Um, do you think that's why Lambert's got the five years? Anything to be said for that consistency and, and the slow build plan that I guess Leo Neal is kind of advocating? Generally, consistency is earned, though, isn't it? The, the manager stays because he's he's progressing the club forwards, and that and that's why they're continuing to do well. Like Gareth Ainsworth at Wickham, for example, he's he's earned the right to build the squad in his image. Where like Jack Frost at Sunderland last year, maybe Paul Lambert hasn't quite earned that right yet. Mm. He, he's been he seems to be being given the right, but he needs to keep pushing on because ultimately, if we don't get in the top six this year, or if we lose in the playoffs, if Come November, we're sitting eighth, ninth, tenth in the league. There's going to be huge pressure on him. People aren't just going to say, "Oh, well, he's still trying to build his team." He's, you've got you've got to do it both sides. You can't just rely on the background. You've got to get the the pitch right. To to, to his other other anger on the question as well. Thoughts on the you know the likes of Wickham and Peterborough. Um, they you know they've Rotherham as well. They've had their managers for quite some time. Is there something to be said for that? Is that yeah, Continuity, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I think it's a little bit chicken and egg, though, isn't it? That, that the managers are doing well, and that they're, they're staying in a job for a long time because they've done well previously. So yeah. they're pro- they're proving themselves to be good men. You couldn't just put somebody in charge for five years, and at the end of the five years, the team's not just going to be going forward just because they've been there. If they, but if somebody has been there five years, it's because they've proven that they can do the job well. So mm. it's hard, hard to sort. Break it down. Earn it. Matt Macon, um, does Rich feel sheepish as I do about um, score predictions in the ground? I said nil-nil, guys, by the way. So there you go. That's how I was feeling pre-match. Um, but also asks Dave, do you, t- um, do you see the team kicking on from this performance or stuttering again? We've got um, Oxford, Blackpool, both teams out of form. Admittedly, Blackpool might get the new manager boost and then Coventry start of March. That's going to be as tough, As I said, go, go, you know, injuries permitting, yeah, hopefully... You know, God forbid, in training this week, go with the same team and kick on. You know, it's got you've, you've got to gain confidence from the performance. You know, from the, yesterday's performance. So yeah, yep. kick on from there. Let me ask you this one as well. And um, we mentioned, I mentioned this previously. Um, Jason, um, unbelievable show as always. Thank you, Jason, in advance for that. And um, does Nolan take play the way you're facing to a new level, <laughs> Dave? <laughs> 
Yeah, someone said about that yesterday and about skews coming on. It's a like for like, and I think someone then posted. Actually, I'm not sure Nolan's as quite as adventurous as Cole Skews, is he? I don't think on the ball. He's very safe, isn't he, Nolan? He's got he's, he's got a nice little touch where he sort of he gives it the eyes and sort of plays a ball sort of five yards square and stuff like that. Yeah, he's an incredibly safe player. You'd, you'd expect there's well, I know there is. There's, he's got a lot more to offer than perhaps what he does really. But mm. look, he was. As, as Alex Maffey would say, he was steady away yesterday, I suppose. You know, he was, he was fine. But, yeah, not that progressive, was he? No. One of the issues he's had is he's been safe, but when he's been sort of been the midfielder that's expected to push on, so you've played like Scoose Downs and Nolan, expecting Nolan to be the one that drives forward, and he ends up landing on the ball in sort of big areas, not doing anything with it. So, but he's, sitting in a deeper role, is he... Is he actually going to be a longer-term Scoose replacement? Is that is yeah. that what, Potentially is that what could that that, but He's got has. it in his, as you say, that cliche. He's got it in his locker, hasn't he? You know, he's remember some of the goals he scored at Derby at home last year. You know, he's you know bursting through onto the ball, a header against West Brom. I remember last year. He's got it, hasn't he? You could see it two foot. He's 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 you know he's great build. You know, for a midfield player, good build and stuff. But yeah, he's very very frustrating. Mm. Um, I think uh, Justin or someone on Twitter posted the goal he scored in the playoffs. For Shrewsbury last year, and right, just Charles, haven't seen a huge yeah. amount of that. Charlton, sorry, yeah, um, haven't seen a huge amount of that, have we? Um, no, no. Plenty of games to play, though. Technically, very good, but yeah, I think he's got a lot more to offer. Um, we've we've alluded to this already. Ginger Eagle asks, um, um, doesn't want to be negative after win, but um, still worrying that when we're missing these clear cut chances, Joe. And not well, he's not put into games to bed. I guess we won four one, didn't we? So Burton didn't come back into it, but. Is it is it something to worry about, or, is, or or could we now see a little bit of people starting to fill their boots? I, I, I wouldn't worry about anything you say. I think the, the, my issue was that we weren't creating clear cut mm. chances. We're, we're being told, "Oh, we're missing these good chances." And I'm thinking, well, "We're not missing good chances. We're missing half chances. We're missing Norwood's hitting the bar with a volley from a corner, and he's getting in one on one, but never really having the ball under control." You, we're not missing. We're not creating good chances. But yesterday. Like I say, we we created seven or eight real good chances. Oh, and we scored four yeah. of them. Yep. Um, Ian H asks Jackson and Keane starting every game now. Looking both yeah. of you, yes or no on that one? Yeah. Well, yeah. Horses for courses in a way that in in some of those games where you probably need a little bit more physicality up front, I think Keane sometimes doesn't get involved enough in those games. So maybe nor would you need for some of those. But Is Nord an away Keane player. Can, just a question there. Possibly, possibly. Maybe, yeah. Keane, for for how good Keane was yesterday and for how good he can be, there are a lot of games where he comes off after an hour and you think, I barely notice he's played. Hmm. Yeah, someone with Norwood yesterday, someone posted, I didn't really get there early enough or to say he, perhaps he really didn't sit, well, even didn't really notice him warming up much or doing much at half-time or anything like that. So whether there's been a, and, and he did, he did get slightly, it wasn't quite a Hurst exeter call out was it after the Wimbledon game but he did get called out called out after the Wimbledon game so mm. maybe that's a little bit of a kicky um a kicky need yep I, I can't imagine he's a um one of those players that's particularly good when he's not playing yeah <laughs> no. yeah exactly right um no. let's uh let's a couple more Dr Dr Earman um I see him as an alias um it's an interesting one this had the players become too complacent in recent times due to Lambert constantly bigging them up in the media and telling us all how good a position we're in only now that the pressure is ooh, only now that the pressure is really on do they perform like we know they can coincidence 
Dave, any thoughts on whether we believed our own hype? It's something I've Oh, I think we certainly before. did. Yeah, for sure. Definitely did. Complacent yeah, as said. well. Sorry, yeah, to a degree, thing, I think. I guess, to a degree. Um, you know, people were saying that we've got, you know, the best, the best quality squad in the league. I think we've got probably one of the biggest, perhaps more, perhaps most experienced squad in the league. But, yeah, is, is the quality, is the real quality really there? Well, it showed yesterday, but, yeah, they've just got to, you know, got to carry that through. That complacency, I don't, I don't know, really. I don't think it was complacency, really. I just think perhaps it was a little bit overhyped. Yeah. That's it for the questions. Thank you, everyone, for those. Um, some really good ones there. And apologies if I didn't read yours out. Always, I always appreciate those to stimulate conversation, which we've definitely done. Um, let's do the roundup. Um, I'll try and pick out the games that matter at the business end of the table. But I w- Bolton nil, Wickham 2. But we need to talk about poor Toto in oh. this one, don't we, guys? Who wants to explain this It was a, com- it was a com- comedy one, wasn't it? Oh. So the sort of ball... I, I, I've seen it. I should have watched it again. Actually, I don't know if it's a corner or whatever, but the ball ball sort of gets played in, and it's going towards going towards the the line. And he he does quite well. He gets there, doesn't he? Sort of hooks it back, and oh, it's a comedy. Then it hits him on the head and just goes in. But the other guy who's uh, and what I didn't realise till I saw someone post this that the other um, player who was attendant on the line at the time was one Josh Emmanuel. Wasn't oh it, wow! Apparently? <laughs> it's just a reunion on the line. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a Larson Torre corner esque moment. It really was. <laughs> um, it was one of yeah, yeah. that will be in the football gaps definitely. I'm not, I'm not sure how well Toto started up there, but no, I read after one game that they lost six nil. He sounded like he hadn't started that well, and he's just. Totally God, lost confidence, hasn't it? It's a real, real, real shame. For, it is, for actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you've talked about the kind of mitigating circumstances around his pre-season, Joe, and yeah. how things might have been different. So hopefully, you know. Yeah, our only muscle injury of the season, that isn't it? And this <laughs> yeah. cost him his career almost, isn't it? Yeah, good. Joe, you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, Fleawood are kind of on a bit of a charge at the moment. And Peterborough, who everyone were... Um, I was about to swear then. Um, everyone was going all crazy about how good Pete... You've, you're on mute, Joe, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're going to swear for me, but Peter have lost at Fleetwood. That's the short of it. Um, Fleetwood now just behind us, actually. Joe's mentioned the, the games now, but Peterborough, um, are they spiky or is this just a one-off because Fleetwood no. are actually half-decent? Tony suspended yesterday, wasn't uh, he? Yeah. No, Mr. Tony. Mr. Penalty. Yeah, Mr. Pen. Um, so they're in it, but... Yeah, Fleetwood going. Uh, Fleetwood going really well. Really good winning goal. You know, yeah, from the wide player, hammered it in. Yeah. yeah, two games in hand. Two games in hand on us. I think if they, they win, two games in hand on us. Two games. I've got it here. Two games on Wickham. Three games in hand on Peterborough. For Christ's sake. So yeah, they're a they're a factor. Fleetwood still um, plenty of shake up. That Lewis next weekend, Gibson next, next weekend. No Portsmouth at home. Yeah, Ooh. big game. That Lewis Lewis Gibson signed. For them, who was linked with us in four games, four wins since he signed there. Really I don't know. Fine. I haven't seen him to know how much he's had to do with that, but still a good record for the young kid. Yep. Who was that, Joe? That Lewis Gibson, Everton, who we were linked with, but yeah. we ended up with Earl instead. Yep. Yeah. Um, Oxford nil, Sunderland one. We'll talk about Oxford briefly in a minute. Um, but Sunderland on a grey run of form. It sounded like Carl Robinson was a little bit miffed that Oxford didn't get something out of that, but Sunderland doing very well at the moment. Portsmouth also 2 0. Um, when is yesterday going well as well? But Rotherham, who everyone thought were untouchable, and Wimbledon guys are no mugs, to borrow a Mick McCarthy phrase there. But that was a t- that was a last minute penalty that got Wimbledon a point away at Rotherham. That's a decent result for them. They led for a long chunk of the game as well, though. Yeah, 
um, a bit unfortunate there for them. But it just shows how nothing is set yet. It's still early days. We're still in February. One team who are going great guns, though, and as much as it was kind of fun bravado and banter at the start of the season about how I was a secret Coventry fan, I'm now slightly worried that Coventry are going to beat us to promotion. <laughs> Two new winners, obviously, easy trip to South End, But Coventry, yeah, they, um, they're looking good, really. aren't they? Unbelievable. Given really. all the off-field you know, stuff. Yeah, their situation off field is yeah. Only lost three games Robinson. all season, haven't they? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and a few games. They look really and... good when I saw them here. Look, look, and that was a horrible night, but in the cup, they were really, really good. Yeah, Charles. I wonder if the issue comes if they get into the playoffs. Their home leg, they really lose any home advantage, don't Very they? In a, yeah, the playoff tie. Yeah, yeah. Well, they all of their strikers are scoring goals as well. I think it's um, Godden and, and Biama involved in there. Um, but yeah, Coventry are now joint top their second only on goal difference um, from Rotherham so both on 57 Coventry yeah, have a only, game on Rotherham only played 30 games um, yeah. Wickham in third who have played two games more than Cov and one more game than Rotherham they have 56 Peterborough I'm, I'm a, I need to figure out a way to do the configuration so I can mention the games let's do the Rotherham first 31 games played 57 points Coventry second 30 games played 57 points Wickham in third 32 played 56 points Peterborough in fourth, 33 games played, so one more than us, actually, um, mm. 55 points. Sunderland now well into fifth position. They've played 31 games, have 54 points, won three on the bounce. Portsmouth are the team in sixth with 30 matches played, 53 points. Ipswich just outside, one point outside um, on seventh. We've played 32 games, and Fleetwood, as we've said, two games on us in eighth, on 51's four wins in a row for and Fleetwood. And also, pretty, pretty much goal difference is quite interesting here. There's one goal, so we're we're 14, number two. We're 14, Portsmouth 15, Sunderland 16. Mm. Col- I mean, Peterborough and Rotherham are away, <laughs> 26, 24 and 26. Yeah. But, yeah, in, interesting, interesting. Tight. And Donny aren't necessarily out of it, although you suspect probably there's just too many games in hand for the yeah, teams I'd, I'd go looking at it, Looking at it, what I've got here, I'd go down to eight Fleetwood with the two games in hand. You'd yeah. think that would, be, that would be about it, really. Um, yeah, but, you know, with our aside from that, we've got Coventry and Peterborough. I mean, Joe said this before, you know, still fair few games to go, and a lot of these teams, such as Fleetwood, Pompey, they're going to be taking points off each other, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, just to confirm then, it's Coventry that we need to play at home, and Portsmouth we need to play at home, and Fleetwood we need to play at home. So, you know, hopefully we get the f- a home advantage sorted out and start beating teams in the I top mean, six. This is what's going to get if it does. This is what's going to get Portsmouth. I mean, their home records. I think twenty three games unbeaten now at home. Only only lost to I think Southampton in the in the Carabao Cup. I think I can't remember which, but um, yeah, their home their home records off the charts Ellis Harrison playing well for them at the moment yeah he scored Ooh. yesterday didn't he <laughs> yeah. let's talk oh. about Oxford who are well at Oxford 11th um, 30 yeah. games played though so they have a couple of them but they're on 45 points so they're now in 11th um, they are the opposition next week of Portman Road two games in a row at home and um, we mentioned Fossu and Baptiste who joined Brentford in the window that was eight goals that Fossu had I think he might have been their top scorer or the second top scorer at the time um, one win in 2020 by my calculations um, the cup run wasn't they that, had it wasn't that many weeks ago that I was expecting Oxford to be the Oxford plus one it looked like the way they, they were, were playing rob- they, were they were flying up there goals. everyone has yeah, their exactly. moment they, don't they they had nine, nine games in February um and yeah, the cup run they've they've had they play was it two games Call against up. 
Newcastle. They were replay against Newcastle as well. That kind of yeah, helped. Where the guy um, um, got his knob out to swing it around. Yeah, helicoptering. Um, <laughs> and, but their away form is okay. They're four, four wins and six draws on the road. That's the seventh in the away league. And um, I said, Carl Robinson thought they were good enough for something more than a 1-0 defeat to Sunderland. But this is the kind of game, again, let's ignore the fact they're 11th now. A team that was up there for a bit, but we just need to follow up the Burton result, Dave, with, with another victory, don't we? Yeah, no we excuses. Do. No, no, we do. No, and against the side that has been that has been up there as well as Joe said this season. So, yeah, carry carry that through, win there, and um, yeah, get the um, get the impetus back again. And Joe, we're keeping an unchanged team, all being well, or any yeah, changes? Yeah, I'd say so. Know? Yeah, I don't. At home against I, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I can't see sort of having a thing. I can't see any any changes I'd make. I think like Emmy Hughes is obviously a good player, but he's seems to slow us down a little bit when you sort of see how much how more fluid we played with Downs and Nolan in there yep yep well it's going to be an interesting one um, I think Ben will be back to to host that one and so I don't know who else is on but um, we will be back to talk through that one and hopefully um, another victory let's do some plugs gentlemen Dave I want to hear all about this week in our ITFC history we did it we recorded one uh, we recorded <laughs> one this morning um, not sure quite when it's going to go out, but it's in the can as it was. So obviously there's no midweek game this week. So I assume it will go out at some point, maybe tomorrow or perhaps Tuesday. I'm not, not sure, but yeah, it was good. Um, some old school stuff, some relatively, no, not really. Was there a Man City 2-1 away win? Sorry? Was there a Man City 2-1 away win in there, I think? There was a Man City. I posted yeah, the yeah, goals if anyone's there. There was a Man City, t- the, um, there was a Man City 2-1 away win. Um, in the in the candy candy stripe kit, yep. And there That's was a few a, days um, we beat Norwich five 0 That was yeah, it. it was oh, it's all over oh. it. And it was a um, well, a last gasp two one. Um, sorry, that one. Um, yeah, and a um, a two one two one win away at Fulham five year a Murphy brace, including a Murphy brace. Oh, and a broken nose as well, I think. Or oh, with a broken nose. Um, and a booze and, cruise down the Thames. And a booze yes. cruise down the Thames, and two real old school corkers from the. Um, from the seventies, of course. Lovely stuff. I was in corporate for that Fulham game, and I met Chris Kamara and Nigel Adkins. So at that point was um, unemployed, but I think was keeping his eye in. I spoke to Chris Kamara half time and said, "What do you make of Murphy?" And he went, "Yeah, he's good, knee." And that was it. He's like, "I'm not, I'm not talking to the Muggles. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me." I remember that day absolutely hammered it down. Oh, there's horrible day. I was saying yeah. a stat. Whenever I've been to Fulham, it's either been like that or it's like late in the season, like April or something like that. It's blisteringly hot. It's not been one thing or the other. But always, yeah, enjoy going to uh, enjoy going to Fulham. I was hoping Kamara would say unbelievable. We I kind of set him yeah. up for, and he wasn't having yeah. it. Um, just, it? Um, so you can find um, us on Twitter at Blue Monday RTFC. I'm sure you all know that stuff anyway, but I'll tell you nonetheless. Um, and that's where all the details of where this week in ITF's history will be where you can find that you can find us on Instagram Blue Monday Pod Team or one word um, and update your subscri- subscriptions on YouTube um, Blue Monday Podcast ITFC if you go looking for that you'll find us and subscribe to that Joe where can we find you on the Twitter just at Joe Fares any exciting academy stuff coming in this week there was a defeat for the under 18s against QPR wasn't there midweek any um, Saturday any yeah they lost 3-2 yesterday I haven't, to be honest, I've been so busy, I haven't really kept abreast of I've what's going on. Right in it. Just, the, just the games, I've yeah. I'm, right well, we it. lost 4 3 to Coventry one week, then we won 5 3 the week after, and then we've lost 3 2 Saturday. But we're, we're at the stage of the season where most second years are either been told they're being released and are off, so it's a lot of schoolboys are playing there. There's a 
young Welsh international kid who's sort of playing up. He's an under-15 playing for the under-18s at the moment. Wow. He seems to be sort of made a couple of appearances off the bench, but it seems to, he's already signed a scholarship for not next year, but the year after. So he's right. he's obviously doing well. But um, I say it's just it's just more more what I'm doing at the moment is trying to keep track of all the boys that are out on loan. We've got yes, Fal- Falami at Stevenage. And one to talk about, Idris El-Mazzouni yesterday at Cambridge. Ooh, who, cool. um, they, they were 1-0 down with 10 minutes left. He, he came on. Shot. Um, sort of worked worked the ball from a corner, ended up getting a cross in, which got cleared back, and they scored. He then took the ball from corner and hit it from 25 yards out like an exocet missile, which hammered into the crossbar and bounced down. And then, again, worked another opportunity to play in, a guy to cross and score again. So came on for 10 minutes, hit the bar, played a big part in two goals, right. and Cambridge sort of won their f- fourth win in a row. And he, he's making a, he seems to be making a real big impact there just from the sort of minimal highlights you see of him so one to watch yeah good stuff Um, Dave where can can we find you on the old Twitter Uh, at David Diamond 3 excellent stuff you can find me at Ipswich that's it that's it thank you gentlemen really enjoyed that as always one guys and um, who wants the final word we haven't got we don't no need for a crap this week do we or none none at all none at all no no final words I'm off to watch off to watch the golf I think very good Four. <laughs> it's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.